Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, as always. I sure do appreciate you giving me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, tell other people about it. I'm very grateful and humbled by that. Lord, thank you for the time to record the podcast for the people that listen, for the people that share it, guide them through their day, give them your peace, and give me the words that you want me to speak. Not a whole lot going on. We used some of the pumpkins and winter squash out of the garden last night. Put around the house. The girls did. Kind of made it feel like it's still fall, even though summer has come back yet again. And the temperatures have gone back up yet again. And the mosquitoes are still here. It, it just has to be one of my top questions. For God. Why mosquitoes? I just I just don't I don't get it. At any rate. We'll get going. We're going to talk today just simply about the foundation of our nation, and I didn't mean to make that rhyme, and how those those pillars that support us are absolutely the principles of Christ, and, and really how apparent it is, even when you just briefly glance in a 15 to 20 minute podcast at some of the comments of our founders, how obvious it is, and it's, it's, it becomes frustrating um, and humbling to a certain degree, maybe that more than the frustration that we've allowed ourselves to go down this path. You know, and we can, we can blame all we want the citizens out there in America today that really want to destroy and undermine America. And, and I talk about that quite a bit, folks. You know, we're going to have to come to the realization that a lot of our friends and neighbors, people we live with, far, far more than the Bidens, Pelosi's, AOC's, Schumer's, far more are the ones responsible for where we're at today because they continue to vote for to support, to give money, time, and energy to these leaders, both both politically and culturally, that push these evil values. But worse, worse, or maybe I should have said it more so, folks, and it is worse, we need to look in the mirror. 
because we've allowed it. Roe v. Wade, not a single state attorney general or governor had the wherewithal to stand up and say, mm, sorry, no. Separation of church and state, not one single state in the union. And this was back when we were far more conservative than we are today as a country. Far, did a, did a far better job of following the principles of Christ. As a whole, as a nation. And yet, not a single one of us had that gumption or that wherewithal to stand up and say, no, no, we're not going to do that, Supreme Court, because you're absolutely wrong. And, and we're still not today, folks. And I mean, you can point the finger right back at me. What am I doing? But I think you, you do see a trend that's hard to ignore and people starting to have enough and find ways to to get around the separation of church and state nonsense. George Washington, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. We like to there's a chunk, I haven't talked about this in a while, but of society that says, well, I'm fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. Washington here immediately says, our first president, it's not possible. You can't have political prosperity, which would include fiscal success without religion and morality. And And make no mistake, folks, he was not the idea that our founders wanted to bring Christianity down to the same level as other religions is completely false. That was not the purpose of the First Amendment. Our Supreme Court supports that. Uh, it did. Uh, our founders openly support that. When you look at Washington's prayer journal, his personal life, it becomes blatantly apparent that he's talking about Christianity here, uh, not Islam or atheism or Hinduism, Buddhism, Mother Natureism, as I say. And he's telling us from the very beginning, if we want political success as a country, we've got to have Christianity and the morality built upon those teachings of Christ. You know, because I know I'm going to get the comment. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. The comment's going to be, well, if, if they meant Christianity so much, well, why didn't they say it? For the same reason today, if you have a grown, functioning adult that has lived their entire life in the United States and grown up around vehicles, you don't have to tell them how to start a car. Or put the car that you need to put the car and drive in order to go forward. Or turn the steering wheel in order to turn one way or the other. Because those things are implicitly known at this point. Now, if you 
if you suddenly could go back in time and pluck somebody out of the early 1800s or you know we talked about christopher columbus columbus a lot last week if you could take christopher columbus yeah you'd have to explain exactly how a car worked but when our country was founded everybody understood they were talking about christianity when they said religion they were talking about god the father of jesus christ when they were talking about creator providence when they were talking about almighty god and you can see that clearly when you look for example at all the delegates to the constitutional convention the 55 delegates and the overwhelming majority i think all but three maybe three or four I have to go back and look at that number we've talked about it here on the podcast but all but just that few handful that were openly christians attached to one denomination or another john adams it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand the only foundation of a free constitution is pure virtue so washington talking about political prosperity and these always obviously y'all know this they go hand in hand but you want freedom right we pride ourselves so much on democracy and freedom we're a free country which is which is kind of a joke today folks when you look at all the regulations and rules when you look at what happened in covid etc etc uh, you look at property taxes uh, and, and that's a minor example probably but I'd, I'd have to think a little bit more but john adams is saying here if you want that freedom again religion and morality and I'll tell you what, I, I was going to wait to get to this, but I'm going to go ahead and read it now because it fits, because we're talking about John Adams. This is a great example of when they're talking about God, they're talking about God the Father and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. When they're talking about religion, they're talking about Christianity. Uh, and this is, when you look at these, the lives of these men and women, it becomes so obvious uh, that it's no wonder we're destroying ourselves. We're destroying our our marriages, our families, our schools, communities, our own personal lives, lives of our children in general, the nation, because we've rejected the very foundation of our country, which is Jesus Christ. And you, you know, if you took any organization, any company out there and uh, that was successful and said, Hey, we're going to completely undo all the founding principles, the, uh, all the mission statements, all the objectives of this company. Everybody would openly acknowledge, okay, well, you're going to radically change. You're going to destroy what that country was. Regardless of what it becomes, you're going to destroy what it was. This is John Adams again. The general principles upon which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. his own little statement of faith after that. I will avow that I believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. 
But again, the point here is that John Adams is saying the foundation of the country, the ability to even achieve independence, was based on Jesus Christ. And then the second part of his statement, <clears throat> excuse me, the second part of his statement there, that God's principles are eternal and immutable. That's such an important aspect that we don't talk about often enough. Why, why do we see such strife today? You can take the LGBTQ community for just a second in particular, but you could apply this folks just as easily to critical race theory or illegal immigration or abortion. Maybe abortion would have been the better one to pick. You know, life is the first unalienable right listed in the Declaration of Independence. So from the very, very beginning of our country. And yet, since Roe v. Wade, we've decided publicly that life is only important in certain circumstances, certain situations. And other times, life isn't important. So sometimes we have a responsibility to defend life and give that right to all citizens. Uh, and sometimes when that citizen is an inconvenience because of poor decisions that we made, when it's a burden that we don't want to carry because we have other things to do, you know, we want to go off to college or we want to work that job or we want to climb that political ladder or we don't want to be talked about in our community and society, then life's not that important. We can go ahead and rip that baby apart, which <laughs> I was having a discussion recently talking about, well, we talked about it here and, and the cannibals that Columbus ran into and how distasteful it was the fact that they would rape the native women to get them pregnant to have babies and then they would immediately take those babies and eat them. And that, that's pretty darn distasteful. <laughs> and yet, what do we do today? We, we, I won't go so far as to say that we eat our own children, but, but we've been slaughtering them just the same as that cannibalistic tribe on a massive scale. People want to talk about Christopher Columbus committing genocide, which he never did. Um, but we have been, you know, 60 million is, is a genocidal number in any historical book. And so there will come a day when, when history books are written about this part in American history and they say that those citizens were partook in genocide of their own. And, and the genocide is going to be based now not on race or gender, although that's true in some parts of the world, and, and that may be somewhat true here in the United States, but based just simply on the fact that those innocents were deemed unworthy of life. 
James Otis, I'm not super familiar with, but some of y'all may be. I think we've talked about him a little bit. Leader of the Sons of Liberty. Uh, mentor for John Hancock and Samuel Adams. Has it, the government, any solid foundation, any chief cornerstone? I think it has an everlasting foundation in the unchangeable will of God. The sum of my arguments is that civil government is of God. I got off there a while ago, folks, a little bit off track. I'm sorry. What I was talking about was in Adam's comment and what Otis is saying here is those unchangeable principles of God and Jesus Christ. That's what allows society to be free, allows political prosperity, as Washington talked about. And that's why we're having a problem today, because we've chosen instead the political whims of men with abortion, with life. You know, well, sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not. LGBTQ, marriage, you know, sometimes homosexuality, uh, we used to rightly view it as a mental disorder. Well, now it's not. Uh, marriage between a man and a woman, Supreme Court backed that up time and time again. Uh, but now it's not. Well, if you start to change it, then anything is game. And, and that's where feminism took us, right? That's why I go back to that so often. We started to pretend that men and women were the same, not equal. We're of equal value. God makes that perfectly clear, but we're different. We complement each other. We have different strengths and weaknesses. But what we've tried to do today is make us the same. Well, as soon as we did that, then we said, oh, well, if men and women are the same, well, maybe then men can have sex with men and women with women. Well, maybe men can marry men and women can marry women. Well, maybe men can be women and women can be men. And so when you throw out uh, an unchanging standard, which is what Otis talks about here, which is what Adams talked about, then anything goes. And that's why you continue to see this just rapid, massive deterioration in the fabric of society and the quality of character in our country and in our schools and in our communities and, and in our marriages, our families. Read one more. Benjamin Rush. Tell you what, we, you, you could, <laughs> we could teach whole semesters in high school on certain of these men that helped found our country and, and the women alongside of We've talked about Abigail Adams often. Those are the kind of things that our kids need to be learning at school. And uh, I think easily feel comfortable saying that the vast majority of our students across the country have no idea, for example, who Benjamin Rush is. The only foundation for a useful education in a republic is to be laid in religion. Without this, there can be no virtue, and without virtue, there can be no liberty. And liberty is the object in life of all Republican governments. Again and again, folks, I mean, I didn't get to near the quotes I had. I just barely scratched the surface here. Not even, I didn't even make a scratch. And it's so apparent. The only way we can fix this is to turn back to God as a country. And maybe it's past the point. But, but even if it is, the only way that there's any silver lining here is if we turn back to God and His Son, Jesus Christ, as a nation, as individuals, in our marriages, in our families. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America.
Sure do appreciate y'all. Give me a little bit of your time. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.